Hey everyone, welcome to E4H Speaks, our in-house podcast featuring E4H team members who keep our firm elevated through talent, commitment, and passion for healthcare design. I'm your guest host, Chris Nail, and today I'm talking with Amanda Robinson, an interior designer from our Fort Worth office. So Amanda, how long have you worked at E4H? I started with E4H in 2014. Okay. So over seven years now, I'm really excited to be here today. Thank yeah. you for inviting me. We're curious, how did you get into interior design, healthcare design, you know, all that? I didn't grow up knowing I wanted to be an interior designer. I know I wanted to do something creative. I guess back in maybe sophomore year of high school, I started with photography, which led me into yearbook. I believe yearbook really, you know, lit my fire for designing and creating and interacting with people. I thought I wanted to be a fashion designer. And I soon found out that fashion design was not what I wanted to do. I didn't know interior design was a field. I didn't realize it was a career. And when I went to the orientation at UNT, learning about interior design, it literally just clicked with me. Just looking back, I used to do sketches of floor plans. I used to play Sims. I didn't necessarily want to play the game. I just wanted to build homes and you know, <laughs> create a space that I was you know, enjoying. Interior design, it, it definitely was the eye opener. Like gotcha. As soon as I saw that that was a degree, I was like, that's what I'm doing. I mean, my whole family, no one went to college. No one even, you know, graduated high school. I knew from day one that I wanted to accomplish more. Mm -hmm. I just didn't know how to get there. I lost my parents, eighth grade. Um, my mother passed away. And then just um, eight months later, my father passed away. You know, just going through that experience and, you know, the teachers, they definitely helped with you know, stepping up and, and um, so yeah, I really am grateful for all the teachers and principals and, you know, supervisors that have helped me morph into this. I just like, I don't know how else I would have gotten through it because from high school to college, I, I had no financial assistance. I, I had nobody to help me. So I learned apply for scholarships, apply for grants. Get those recommendation letters. Make sure your grades are above average. Make sure you're involved in every aspect to to get you know what you need. You had you had kind of a rough rougher childhood than most, but it sounds like you were surrounded by a lot of loving people that really cared for you and and helped helped get you to whatever next step you needed to go. So, what got you into healthcare specifically versus other aspects of interior design? <laughs> After college, I was a space planner. I did floor plans. I optimized office spaces, but I wasn't a designer from beginning to end. Gotcha. I felt like, you know, I was, I was restricted. Um, I did work, you know, on the facility side versus, you know, design firm or architecture firm. So I just felt like I, I was missing something when I, I was looking for jobs. It was funny how I lived right down the street from what was e or AGA, now yeah. we're E for H, but 
I was down the street. I was like, healthcare. Okay. You know, and again, same like when I went to college, I had no idea what interior design was. We didn't learn about healthcare. Yeah. I didn't know anything about healthcare. So I was like, you know what? I'm going to try it out. And I just, again, felt like it clicked. I'm very passionate. I'm creative, but I like guides. I like guidelines. I, I like finding the answer. And I think healthcare, there's tons of guidelines. And, you know, you have to make sure that you're improving the space and you're taking that space and you're focusing on, you know, optimal workflow or improving the space to help with the patient experience. You know, when I first started working with you with Carbon Health, it was right at the beginning of the pandemic, so we were all kind of remote. And we had this monumental challenge on our hands because we're working with this really fast startup company out of San Francisco that's just got these big dreams of what they want to do. And we didn't have a path to get there. We work with JLL along with Carbon Health, and we created this system. And it probably took a good solid year to get the system built up. And, uh, you know, we've rolled out these projects and pretty sure we've opened 42 locations. So I know with a lot, with all our clients, we sit down and we go through this process. But what was interesting about Carbon Health is as we move into the future and more, this, this project keeps expanding, you know, there's no way we're going to be able to accomplish all the work. So more architects may come on, others may fall off, but by creating this playbook that you helped sort of build, it gave them a a design standards for this client, best practices and all that. And the document, how many pages is it now? Um, it was close to 200, yeah. I think. <laughs> and, I mean, it took a big team effort to get that put together. Right. But we've got renderings, we've got floor plans, we've got examples of different layouts for different rooms. And these are all leased spaces, so we have to work with whatever we've got to kind of start with. The point is to say, okay, this is carbon health standards, but it needs to be communicated to the team as a whole, because we can design it one way, but if the operational team doesn't understand the, the intent, it kind of defeats the purpose. That playbook, not only is it a template for you know the architects, but they use it to cross over to operational mm-hmm. needs. We try to keep it pretty high level, but we have practically every detail in there. We have specifications in there. We've got the furniture, we've got millwork. I mean, we've you know, increased spacing with, you know, the patient rooms. There's, they're also communicating with their whole team. The operational staff has a say from the very beginning. I mean, every other week we're on these calls with the operations team to, to look at a space plan. And, you know, starting from that space plan, you know, they, they have ideas that we don't necessarily know about. And, you know, the way that they're working through now, you know, version two of our clinics, you know, will change our direction, depending on, you know, a lot of the employees there at Carbon Health. Uh, So I do like working with Carbon and creating that experience for the patients and the staff. Just really, you know, going back to that playbook, it really does help with decisions and building for the future, honestly. In June, you're going to be going to a conference for the Environmental Design Research Association, EDRA. So you're going to be speaking on a panel? We got accepted to to speak um, at this conference in June. I'm presenting with some colleagues in New York and Boston. I think 
Carbon Health has a lot of inspiring values with this session. You know, it explores the key drivers that allow access to healthcare. There's three principles with Carbon Health. You know, it's predictability, it's consistency, um, it's human interaction, but they want healthcare provided for all. As far as the keys that we're trying to speak about, it's aligning those client principles with the design process and how we incorporated that process within the team. Healthcare systems, they all have challenges, but we as designers for this client specifically, we pivot, we listen, and then we react with a purpose, honestly. We don't you know, change things just because it's, it's that research, you know, it's the integration of design, leadership, patient, and staff. Just their purpose with helping the population that, under, that are underprivileged or, you know, unable to mobilize. I mean, just through COVID, Carbon Health really stood out as a healthcare provider because they, they went to those specific areas in need. They set up COVID mobile clinics like outside of nursing homes and, you know, underprivileged areas. I feel like that is where it stood out for me as far as the client's values and, and how it helps with pretty much alleviating any concerns with healthcare for all. Yeah. I I think the way that they started was more of a, how can we fix a system that's so complex? Bobulated with all these different pieces and parts. How can we streamline that? And having these mobile units, which is pretty cool, and that's something else that we've been working on, is we have the Airstream mm-hmm. trailer that's you know real hip and cool that we can pop up in different locations. They've got another mobile trailer. Um, they've also got these like mini pop up clinics that it's also a a way like you were saying to get directly to the affected community and help them in a quick response kind of way. They're making us a better company. They're making us better designers right. by seeing what works in real time without the worry that it's locked in and this is the way it is. They're not eliminating you know, the patient experience. Yes, they're integrating the, the web you know, doctor scenario. I mean, you, yeah. can, you can go online and speak to a provider, but it's the physical space. It's visual patterns and we're integrating that technology with the check-ins, we've been specific on details just so that, you know, in the end, the result is exactly what they want. And like you said, if we miss the mark, we fix it. Um, but yeah, I think Carbon Health has definitely challenged me um, to no end, but it's definitely, like I said, I, I'm up for a challenge. Like, I, I would be bored, you know, if I didn't have a challenge. Um, You're always doing so, Amanda. <laughs> so what, what's your uh, favorite part about design? Like in the process of designing buildings and designing these spaces for our clients, what's your favorite part of it? I, I love creating those design standards. And it, it's not just a palette. It, I mean, it's furniture specifications it's equipment list i don't know who does equipment at you know in healthcare like we do but we provide the client the best 
optimal solution. With Carbon Health, you know, we want everything, just like our design documents, we want everything right there. You know, if there's a spec, it's in the it's in the drawings. If, you know, they need the matrix, the responsibility matrix, I created that. Who decides what, who's installing what, you know, who's purchasing what, everything is for a purpose. And I, I love that we can just go back to that playbook and, you know, reference the finish palette, reference your renderings and see them in real life has really been very rewarding and and useful for all parties. So Yeah, and there's comfort and consistency. So when you have a brand like Carbon Health that you know, has a playbook and has finishes and materials and everything has a purpose behind them. So if you visit one clinic, you visit them all kind of experience. So that does alleviate some stressors for people that are, you know, like frequent visitors or something like that. Right. They know that they're comfortable with that space and you know, it, it creates a consistency within the brand. Right that keeps people coming back. So if you could talk to a younger version of yourself or a young person aspiring to get into interior design. Put that focus back on, you know, what do you love and not just pigeonhole yourself. You know, keep your motivation to do better. Step outside of your comfort zone. You might not know healthcare, but go and figure it out. Go and intern, you know, speak with not just you know, residential designers or healthcare, you know, designers, I feel like, you know, express your, your passions. There's so many things that you can accomplish. Like there may not be a position, but if you have a vision, if you have a passion, you know, be motivated to speak up and experience new things. See past your current situation. Today, it might be a struggle, but what's your, what's your purpose? What's your vision? Where do you want to be in five years? So what I heard you say is just do it. <laughs> just do, yeah, it. And you do ju- it. Yeah, <laughs> you just don't know, honestly. You don't yeah. know until you do it. My whole thing is it's an experience. Whether you succeed or fail, it's still an experience. You've learned something. Well, like I said, man, it's been awesome working with you. Thank you to our listeners as well for tuning in today's episode of E4H Speaks. If you would like to hear more great conversations like this one, join us next time as we continue to interview the talented, passionate E4H team members that are making a difference in healthcare design. You can search for E4H Speaks anywhere you get your podcast, and check out e4harchitecture.com or follow E4H on all social media platforms. That's all for this episode. This is Chris Nail, and thank you for joining us. Thank you, Chris. Appreciate Thanks, Amanda. It. Ciao, ciao.